Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM proudly presents the 10th Inning Podcast, a weekly roundtable discussion about the wide world of baseball, keeping you up to date on America's national pastime. Now, here are your hosts, Jack Miller and Caraguno. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with the 10th Inning Podcast. I am your host today, Jack Miller. Unfortunately, my other co-host, Caraguno, could not make it today. She has broadcaster duties to attend to today, but I'm not here by myself. I'm joined with Aiden Doherty, Riley Adams, and Brett Miller. No, we are not related. I've got a question on that on one of the tweets, but no, we're not related. We're practically, practically the same person. But anyways... We have some baseball news to attend to. Spring training has started. Uh, so much news has come out from it. A lot of Padres stuff we'll be talking about today. Stuff from Manny Machado getting extended. Otani potentially being a Padre next year. Musgrove suffering a fractured toe. But first, uh, we'll switch over to the other side of California. Uh, Gavin Lux is out for the year after a non-contact injury sliding into third base, and it was later released that he tore his ACL out for the season. Uh, A lot of Dodgers fans were disappointed since this was supposed to be, according to them, his breakout year. Um, Not too great stats. We'll get into it a little later, but I want to get your guys' reactions from it. Do you think that this this year would have been his breakout year. I know, Riley, you're, I think, somewhat of a Dodgers fan, right? Do you think, would this have been his breakout year if he didn't get injured? Um, I think without Trey Turner, he probably would have gotten a lot more play time. I would hope that it was his breakout year. I mean, the Dodgers are so up and down. Like, last season, they did so well, made it to the postseason, then collapsed in the beginning. But I think it could have been. I think they have, like, a young team now because they had to call up a bunch of people, but I think it could have been. Yeah, looking at his stats this past year, he batted 276, which isn't bad for a baseball player. I'd say averages around 250. Uh, he led the league in triples with seven, but he had six home runs, 42 RBIs in uh, 129 games. So he batted well, um, not too many crazy stats, but they've been talking about for the past week or so now, Aiden, that uh, Mookie Betts wants to play second base. Chris Taylor might want to play shortstop. I mean, do you think Mookie Betts would be in the right spot now since Gavin Lux is down? I mean, do you throw him him in at second now? Uh, I think it's interesting because I don't know if I'd throw him in there because he's a good defender in the outfield. And they've thrown Max Muncy there before, as Phillies fans, we know how (laughs) that ended. Uh, Roman Quinn. (laughs) Roman Quinn saved the day. But it's it's just weird because I really did have high hopes for Gavin Lux. He he was great in the first half of last year, and that's kind of what happens with rookies is they kind of fall off towards the end because they're not used to maybe the long season. And, like, he even had a higher on-base percentage than Trey Turner, which is – pretty significant even though Trey Turner's mostly hits and yeah. doesn't walk a ton but it's still it's still crazy to think that he probably could have hit like 300 going into this year and and maybe for the full year now that he's used to it um but it's a big loss I don't know what they're gonna do it uh with Moogie Betts at second I kind of think they have to try at this point but I don't know if it's a long-term solution this might be one of the teams that has to make an early trade yeah, they might make an early trade. I mean, I feel like the Dodgers was a team that they kind of just lost a lot of people. You lost their your veteran, Justin Turner. You lost Trey Turner. You lost uh, Cody Bellinger to the Cubs. I mean, a lot of players going everywhere for the uh, for the Dodgers. But 
I mean, Mookie Betts, he played second base uh, over at Boston, Brett. I mean, I don't think it's too bad of a decision. I mean, he's a great defender no matter where you put him. I mean, he played great at second when he played for the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. I mean, second base might not be a bad option with Gavin Lux down. I mean, it's definitely it's definitely on the table. It has to be on the table at this point. You're probably piecing things together for the foreseeable future. Like Aiden said, I think they almost have to make an early trade now. I mean, Gavin Lux was was poised to be in the lineup every day. Yeah, poised for a breakout year, I I think, honestly. And I think it's just going to be all hands on deck now. Luckily, they have a good farm. They've always had a, at least a half-decent farm. Yeah, so. they've always had great prospects coming out of the Dodgers system, up, coming from the Oklahoma City Dodgers. But mm-hmm. um, I just want to turn the question to pretty much surrounding the entire MLB. Do Who do we think will have a breakout season this year? I mean, we were talking about Gavin Lux potentially having one this year, but... I don't. Uh, to me, I'm trying to piece it together, but I'll start with you, Brett. I am. Um, who do you think will I have am a breakout fully season? behind Vladdy having his breakout year this year? <laughs> really? I have. I, I. It's just a gut feeling. I think Vladdy has. I don't think Vladdy has gone down though. No, but I think, and this is my hot take. I I think he's a dark horse for the AL MVP. Really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you have Judge and Otani are like the two like titans of the AL. But if there's a guy that I think could break through. There is so much protection in that lineup right now. Springer's always going to be on. Bichette are both mm-hmm. high on base guys. Don't be surprised mm-hmm. if Vladdy hits 30 to 40 homers and sneaks away with an AL. Because they they are legitimately have a good shot to win the division as well. Oh, for sure. With the Yankees scrambling for to get Judge back. I mean, we were talking to Danny before the before 10th inning started, our sports director, that... I like <laughs> Their lineup's not that their, good. Their lineup's not that great. It's a lot of misfits on that team, so... Um, I do think that the Blue Jays are this loaded lineup of the AL East, but uh, Aiden, who do you think will have potentially a breakout season this year? Do you think? Do you agree with him that Vlad might have one? It's or? my hot take. I, I, <laughs> I do agree, but it's my when I think breakout, I'm thinking of guys like Gavin Lux who aren't maybe high caliber players like Vladdy. Yeah. So I was thinking like uh, Vinny Pasquantino on the Royals, who's came Ooh. up last year. Mm-hmm. There's a co- I, there's actually a couple I wrote down. Corbin Carroll, he actually Ooh, made the debut. Yeah. Remember that against uh-huh. the Phillies yeah, early yeah. in August or late in August. Um, and I have I actually have a bullpen pitcher I think is going to break out, which is I just find it really weird. I've been high on this okay. guy, Dylan Tate of the Orioles. Ooh. He has like the second best pitch out of the bullpen after Edwin Diaz's fastball. His come up a lot, and he yeah. like he's he's like 27, so it's like kind of weird age for be breakout but he is not been in the I think this is going to be his third year or maybe fourth and he just he has a sinker his sinker is like the second best pitch out of any bullpen and he's the only person he's behind is Edwin Diaz so yeah and what's good with that if if he does become this breakout star I feel like there always is one uh, when it comes to a bullpen player so if Dylan Tate is that guy that's great for the Orioles because they Barely missed the AL playoffs, and they were, I think, two. They were like the second team that just got out of the playoffs, mm-hmm. and I mean they had a solid year for, like, I, if you give a grade to the Orioles for last season from what they've been for throughout their entire, like, career as an organization, you got to give an A plus year. One of the worst teams to yeah. almost m- making the playoffs, and you have Adley Rushman just leading the charge for them. I mean, they're going to be fun. They're going to do great if Dylan Tate becomes that guy, that reliever, because mm-hmm. they don't have a bullpen. They I mean, also have uh, Felix, Felix 
Bautista. Yeah. Who yeah. remember when Jorge Lopez got traded? Uh, he was the closer after. Mm-hmm. He had one of the cool intro songs too, like Evelyn Diaz. <laughs> yeah. So he's got a little bit of. I think he was like twelve for thirteen on save attempts in yeah. the second half. So it's like they kind of have two pieces. They they maybe had a disappointing offseason to some, and maybe had hope that Machado would sign back or yeah. or uh, Correa would go there. But I think they have they have a future there. Yeah, that'll be fun. But Riley, I want to hear from you. I mean, what do you think? Who do you think your breakout player this season is? It could be one like Brett or three like Aiden. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's kind of basic and I'm kind of biased, but I'm fully behind the Nick Cassianos like comeback. Let's like, go. I think Let's go. go. We're all I mean, Phillies fans. No yeah. character I mean, knows. I so would all hope fans that he like comes back. Like he was really good in the postseason. It was. The regular season, not that yeah. much. But if he can like – come back and have a season like he did in the postseason, I think the Phillies are going to be just fine. Yeah, I don't think that Nick Castellanos had a home run, I think, in the playoffs. I could be wrong, but I don't think he did. But, I mean... I don't think so. I don't think he did. But um, I've I've talked about it before, but um, the way that the the analytics team for the Phillies made Castellanos so good in the field was because they all all knew that he could um, play the ball best when it's from his left. So they shaded him over to right center field. So every ball that he fielded uh, was to his left. And if there anything was to his right, then Brandon Marsh would just sprint over and get it for him. Mm-hmm. So it was uh, it was great to see what he was able to do as a fielder um, in the playoffs. Had great diving catches for him. So I'm totally behind the Nick Castellanos thing. Hopefully he's more, uh, more involved, I guess, as a hitter. Um, in the playoffs, if they yeah. do make the playoffs, but um, uh, he Brett was talking about hot takes, and um, yeah. we got. I, mean, I need to clarify my Vladdy take. <laughs> he has broken out in the fact that he's a back-to-back All Star. I think he gets Toronto like over the edge. I think in like a way. fifty home runs, like forty plus, hundred plus wins, takes them comfortably into the playoffs. They win the division. Mm. And he solidifies himself as an MVP. So no more so big leads your, blown to Seattle in so the playoffs. That's your hot, so that's <laughs> at your hot take this season. My hot take is that Vladdy mm-hmm. will be an MVP candidate. So let's talk about hot takes, Aiden. I want to know if do you have any hot takes or like for this season? Because this was actually a topic I wanted to discuss later in the show, but it's already up. So <laughs> we'll talk about it now. Hot takes. Um, off the top of my head, I don't really know if I have many. Uh, I do think uh, th- this will be coming up later, but I do really have faith in the Los Angeles Angels for the first time maybe in ever? maybe ever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like we'll talk about it later, but uh it's it's a tough division out there though. You got to think about it. You the Rangers are starting to brew things up. The Mariners are still a team. I think the Mariners Astros. might tank. Astros still Mariners yeah. might tank, really? I think the Mariners, I could see it. I could see the Mariners going down a little bit. I don't I think they could be a team that just misses the playoffs this year. Yeah. Just because of how loaded this AL West could be that Mm-hmm. That could that could brew like, yeah. I mean, athletics aren't going anywhere. I think, I think we all know about that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, they the Angels are definitely this dark horse team. They made some great uh, acquisitions for pitching and uh, also hitting. I mean, they got Hunter Renfro. Who's I love been, Brandon Jury to them. Too. Yeah, uh, yeah, because he was so that. good in the first half. Like he was a guy that I loved watching yeah. on the Reds. Yeah. And then some of the play Padres, yeah. just, it was yeah. like it was like Adam Frazier. Remember that he did uh, good in the. Uh, against the Phillies, mm-hmm. I mean Brandon yeah. Drury. So <laughs> yeah. if he continues that, and for the Angels, I mean he's going to be great. So mm-hmm. um, Angels definitely a team that could be a dark horse. But um, Riley, any any hot takes? Any teams going down? Any teams going up? Like the Angels? I mean, I think the Cubs are going to go up. I mean, mm. I'm mm. a Cody Bellinger believer, so I think he's going <laughs> to have a better season than he did last season. But they also got Dansby Swanson. Yeah, 
I think I hate to admit it, but I think he's actually really good. I never wanted to admit it when he was on the Braves. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, no. But so I think with both of those acquisitions, at least they'll do pretty good. Yeah, season. for me, what's tough about that for me is it's just that Bellinger's on a one-year deal. I don't think the Cubs are at that level yet to have a guy like Bellinger to be on a one-year deal and I like the one-year deal. With him. I like the one. I like year to deal prove it. Yeah, to see what he's like. But I also don't think that they could do what they want to do this year, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like you lose Contreras, your your star catcher, who apparently did not like the Cubs organization. Yeah, from and loves the Cardinals out. organization. So, out of spite, went to the yeah, Cardinals. likes the Cardinals. They're NL, NL Central rival, so um, more than the Cubs. So that's a little bit interesting. Yeah. But. Um, you get you lose Contreras. I, for me, they're hitting strong. They're pitching. I, I don't like. I don't like their pitching this year. I yeah. think a lot of teams you need to have one star pitcher. I don't know. They don't have a star pitcher. Yeah, they have I, like five threes. They like. have five threes. <laughs> they don't have. They don't have. Or they, honestly, they have. Three threes, two fours. Yeah, like, that is true. Because Drew Smiley might not be a might, might, yeah, might not be like, a three. Some of those guys could be a questionable four. So for me, yeah. I feel like you need at least one star pitcher. I mean, for what we saw with all these playoff teams, you have to have at least two star pitchers to make it far. So yeah. I don't think they're gonna. I think they might make wild card. I don't see them winning the NL Central. I think. I don't think they're. I don't even know if they're gonna make the postseason. But I think they'll have a better season than they did last season. I like oh, what they have a better season. I, like I don't just. I just don't see them making the playoffs or winning the division. They got their guy though. Like they got Dansby. They got yeah. Dansby. Bellinger's on a. Dansby it. was a big step in the right direction. Yeah, Bellinger's yeah. on in that position where it's like it's really low risk, high reward. Yeah, and so. this guy like Swanson, he's a guy that is like a captain and the shortstop's supposed to be a captain right Mm -hmm. and we were talking about this you said that the uh some guy on cbs said that the braves had the best lineup they projected the braves to have this was opinion based but this article had the braves ranked at the first the best offense yeah and Mm -hmm. with you losing dansby i don't see that happening because i also see the braves having a down year i don't see them winning the division this year um that's pretty much my hot take i think the braves are going to be like third in the division mm-hmm. i don't think they're i think they'll have like yeah 84 wins or something you lose swanson that's a guy that's like keeps the team connected They're he's not a guy that um he's, he's a guy that like if you lose him he's not he, like your team's gonna di- go down a little bit so um, but that's my hot take is the Braves are going to go down because everyone keeps hyping them up like, oh, you, they got, People they got shot on the Analytics, analytics the love the Braves. Yeah. You look on fan graphs, you look at everything. They exactly. are, they, I think they might have the like a top two chance to win the World Series according yeah. to a lot of these It's so pages. weird. And they, and they get uh, 101 wins or whatever it was and you win one game against <laughs> a team that was uh, had 87 wins. I mean, it's... It's not great. I mean, yeah, and that it, game was questionable too because it was like it was came from it was the Phillies beating themselves with Reese Hoskins' yeah, error. Exactly. So it was like, like they could have they could have lost that game if Reese Hoskins <laughs> wasn't there. I mean, yeah. seriously, like, and what's crazy is there was this thing I saw on, on Instagram the other day that the there was three one hundred plus win teams. It was they won a combined three hundred and thirteen games, and 
all those teams combined won three playoff games. Yeah, they Each team won none one. of them made it out of the DS. None really. of them made it out of Mets, the DS, so and they only won Mets, one game. Braves, Dodgers, and Mets beat Dodgers. Mets beat the Padres once. The Braves beat the Phillies once, and the Dodgers beat the Padres once. And wow. I mean, that's a little nuts. Kind of wow. surprised. I, I didn't even realize the Astros yeah. didn't have a hundred wins. I was thinking, yeah. Well, there, well, there's four. Well, no, yo, wait. What? How many ones did they have? They had maybe like, you're just maybe just NL teams. I think it was NL teams. Yeah, yeah. but um, but yeah, those hundred. Win teams, but those those are like three of the yeah. five best teams in the NL. Because I think the Astros had like 105 wins or something like that. Yeah, because their division, was the their NL, division was, was the NL 100 yeah. wins teams. Yeah, but still, I mean, that's a that's an a, a that's lot a crazy stat. Not that's a, a lot crazy stat. That's that crazy. Yeah, because yeah, both wild like it was the first time two wild card teams made it to the NLCS yeah. or a championship wow. series. So yeah. it's crazy stuff. But we're gonna move on to one of those wild card teams, and this is pretty much the big topic of today. Um, but we're going to move two hours south of L.A. and talk about the San Diego Padres. Uh, and they just extended, not too long ago, uh, Manny Machado, their star third baseman, for 11 years, $350 million. They're spewing more money into the reason the MLB should make a salary cap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's the third largest extension in MLB history. And, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, you never like, he wanted to explore the market, right, and the Padres immediately shut his mouth and gave him an offer. So, <laughs> yeah. um, so I'll turn to you, Aiden. What was your first reactions to him saying that he wanted to explore the market so, and he wanted to explore free agency a little bit? And then Padres were just like, shut up, here's your money. <laughs> <laughs> I, I w- when, it, when it comes to Machado, I wasn't surprised he was exploring the market because you do not put opt-outs in without any reason. But I think it was hard to leave with the team they have now, even though it seemed like they had problems with Tatis. It seems like maybe the Padres would rather pay Soto. And it just seems like he would at least test it. Maybe I'm not saying I just didn't expect it this all season. Like when I saw it, I was really surprised and I, I can't blame. I think it's a good deal. Cause I think he would have gotten very similar offers. Like I mentioned earlier, like the uh, Orioles and, and all these other teams that would have had great interest in them. But it's it's just shocking because I you we mentioned uh, them as a free agency with Soto with other top guys like I I wonder what's next what do they plan on doing next because now they have Tatis they have Machado but your best player might be Soto it might might not be it's debatable but he's gonna have to get paid too so well we'll put a pin on on what's next because <laughs> we'll talk about that a little later but um but Brett I mean third largest deal. Three hundred fifty million dollars, thirty-two million, he, about a year. He was uh, it's a lot of money. What for, do you say on Twitter? Do you guys know how much a carton of eggs cost? What <laughs> yeah. Do you say? yeah, but I think he's gonna be all right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they had to do it. I, I mean, mean, they had to. But you have all this star power, all this yeah. load power. To you already have it already. And Juan Soto will be a free agent next year. But they just they just keep finding ways to get players. They they always they've gotten so many players this off season. Yeah. It's probably one of the best off seasons by a team ever. It's impressive. It's yeah. been impressive. But they've coughed up all this money. I mean, <laughs> you said before like they might pay thirty bucks for a beer. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's so, gonna be crazy what they so, do. I mean, it's I, it's a lot. I mean, it's the third largest extension in MLB history. I mean, the fact that yeah. he's gotten paid this amount of money. Do you think he deserves three hundred fifty million for eleven years? I think. It's pick your poison, honestly, because you either have to throw this money at Machado or you're going to have to throw this money at Soto in the summer. So mm-hmm. it's really, you're going to have to pay one of them a boatload of money either way. Machado had, I think, an underrated playoff run. I don't think it got talked about mm-hmm. a lot. I mean, he torched the Mets. He hit it, He hit the Phillies really well, I thought. And well, 
He had a, it's a well, debate. It's a debate. Yeah, he had that one home run. I remember he, to start. He torched Bailey. I forget Falter. which game, but it was kind <laughs> like of was like game. I was like, oh no, I do not want this going back to San Diego. He's just—he's a star. Mm-hmm. He's getting paid star money. Yeah, um, I think it was game five. He had that. I think that was yeah. his first home run. Was game five, four or five. Yeah, it was off Bailey Falter. It, didn't, it was like it was like <laughs> one of there. those. It was like, it was like one of those. Oh, that was four then. Yeah, yeah, it was. That was four. I was like, I was this, thinking of this game five. He hit one in game five too. Yeah, he kind of he was. It was weird because that I remember the one home run. I think it might have been the game four home run. Looked like a regular fly out and it yeah. was just like <laughs> I th- he was their best offensive player throughout oh, the playoffs because oh, yeah. I don't so. know if he stepped up but if you put so, him yeah. in any lineup I would feel like he's one he he's the first or second be, best player he's at least yeah. the f- second best pl- offensive yeah. player you have on your team but um, he's a stud he's a stud I mean and with uh, Riley I'll turn this question to you with Juan Soto potentially being a free agent and they extend Machado 11 years 350 million dollars do you think uh, Juan Soto will uh, change teams once again from he'll be he was at Washington not too long ago now he's with San Diego but now he's a free agent after the season do you think he's changing teams or do you think Padres are going to spew out more money and really push to have a salary cap <laughs> I think he's going to stay especially because Machado said something during the press conference like now give Soto his money I think he's going to stay but I feel like it's going to be a struggle for the Padres because he's going to want a big contract too yeah. or at least a lot of money yeah. mm-hmm. and they just spent so much money. And then the Bogart steal, too. Yeah, like I forgot like, about the Darvish deal. Like it's the Darvish deal, too. Yeah, they, yeah. they extended. Bo- they extended <sighs> they're having Darvish. fun, man. And Otani's yeah. looming. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you never know. They, that's what, that's the next point we're going to talk about. Like, I kind of want to know where they're getting all the money from. Because yeah, like, they, it's just like coming exactly. out of nowhere. So, they, so the Padres are rumored, as Brett just said, that... They're the top contender for for Otani in 2024, which is huge. And Mike Trout said this has to be the year that we go to the playoffs. Obviously, because he wants to keep Otani in LA. <laughs> um, I feel like any team would want Otani at this point, just mm-hmm. the fact that he can hit and pitch at the same time at the same level. You know. So do you? So we were, we're talking about Angels being a dark horse team. I mean, we'll we'll round this question around again. Aiden thinks that he that the Angels will make it, but. Brett, do you think the Angels will be the dark horse team? I think the Angels have to make it if Otani's going to stick around. Like, they literally have to. Um, mm-hmm. If they, let's say, for example, they have a similar year to last year, they miss out on the playoffs, you're running into a situation where, like, you could lose Otani and then Trout is. I, I don't think Trout has a trade. A no, I think Trout has a no trade clause. Yeah, I think oh, he, would, he would have to wave he's it. He's, like, locked in and was essentially rot. So I. I think yeah. this is a make or break year for them. It has to be make or break, and it's it's got like the what I think is a struggle right now for the Angels is the fact that the World Baseball Classic is happening this year. Oh yeah, and the fact that Mike Trout yeah, will is injury prone and is participating in this World Baseball Classic hurts the Angels simply because he could mm-hmm. wear himself down this entire year. So Riley, do you think that? It sucks for the Angels that the World Baseball Classic is happening this year, and will it hurt Mike Trout throughout this entire season? I think it could, because didn't he have like a like back spasms or something? He was yeah. out for a while. Yeah. yeah. If he gets hurt in the Baseball Classic, he's on the IL to start the season. Yeah. That's not helping them Mm-mm. at all. I mean, I don't think the Angels are a terrible team, but like Brett said, if they don't make it to the postseason, then what's like what's their excuse to keep Otani? He's not going to want to say to a team that's losing all of the time and never 
getting anything out of the postseason. So yeah, and when I was out in LA, I witnessed the Mariners and Angels fight that happened oh, in the summer. Wow, which was very fun. Um, like paid a ticket for a WWE event, but um, <laughs> but I mean, it's crazy because after the game, um, me and my dad had our uh, Angels uh, shirts on. I had a uh, Trout Angel shirt, and he had a Otani Angel shirt on, and. There was this guy that's running towards us um, as we're just walking around uh, L.A. And he um, he stops my dad and he's like, oh, is that Otani? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, that's sick. Like, <laughs> like he's so good. And we're like, yeah, yeah. And that's like their face of the fan tr- of their franchise right now. It's mm-hmm. not Trout. It's Otani simply because mm-hmm. he can pitch and hit. And you can see him yeah. every night do one or the other and still do great at it. Aiden, I mean, if you lose... Otani, if you're the Angels, I mean, this sucks. The face this of baseball. Is, this is like it's the, the face, face of, of baseball. baseball. The face of the Angels. Yeah, I mean, Trout's. I mean, arguably, Trout's a better player. I mean, MLB Network thinks not. I mean, Trout's number three apparently, but Otani's <laughs> the best player in baseball, ranked number one by MLB Network. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's tough. Like, what do you like? As Riley said, what's their excuse to bring them back if they don't make the playoffs? Um, I don't know because a lot of the moves that they made this all season were we're going in next year and and like with Drury with Hunter Renfro like they gave a lot of one two year left on these deals like they are going all in and hope to buy Otani back pretty much and it, I think Otani wants to stay but at some point you have to be like I need to build a legacy and yeah. it's it's like. And I'm sh- I'm sure he's watching Mike Trout sit there for these this many years, collect a couple MVPs and no play like no playoff went no playoff appearances really, and it's just it's tough to see. And I think Otani, he's he's not like a younger guy either, so he's getting a little, he's like entering his prime. So it's like it's time to win now. And mm-hmm. with the universal DH, remember he wanted to sign. It, it seemed like he wanted to go to San Diego, yeah. Um, but there wasn't the universal DH when he was ready to sign. So I think. It'll be interesting to see because they're both great cities. So it's yeah. not like you're picking between two bad or yeah, one good one, one bad one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but the Angels aren't even. I would say the the face of LA. No, Honey, like no. even not, with Otani yeah. and Trout on the team. I mean, they're not like everyone wants to go see the Dodgers if you want to mm-hmm. go go to a game in LA. So I think yeah. the only I think the biggest X factor of what needs to happen for the Angels is Mike Trout has to play 120, 130 games this mm-hmm. year. He yeah. he can't go out for long stretches, and it's yeah. easier said than done. But that's the biggest. It's also their like rotation because they signed Tyler Anderson, mm-hmm. and we all saw what Tyler Anderson did last year. He like came out of nowhere. Five. Yeah. He he. If he goes back to like four ERA, like. It might be dumb because they have they're like when we mentioned teams with like three threes, they have Otani, Tyler Anderson, who can be a hopeful too, and then yeah. like Detmers, Suarez, Sandoval, who are all like in the sitting between three, four ERA, who can yeah. be solid and get you wins as long as your offense produces. But if Tyler Anderson doesn't step up, you need like you mentioned two elite pitchers to have. You need guys where you're like Monday, Tuesday, we're face we have our one and two against that team's four and five. Like that's yeah. two wins. We're two and zero. Oh. We won that series, and let's see if we can take the third. Exactly. And th- what we mean by two threes is there's the third pitcher. Uh, like you need they have two of a guy that could be the third starting pitcher in their rotation. Uh, if you guys don't know what that means, but I mean yeah, I mean what's crazy going back to Trout is Trout. Um, hit 40 home runs last year 
and was out for about two months, right? He could have had a race with Judge last year, to be honest. Like, he could have had us, we could have had two guys get 60 home, 60 plus home runs last season if Trout does not get injured. He played 119 games last year. Yeah, when was his crazy stretch? Was it July? I believe it was you know, crazy June or July. I think it was yeah, I think it was July where he yeah, it was like after their big losing streak. Yeah. I believe I remember like he like it was like the Rangers or something. He hit the like yeah. straightaway center like at the top exactly. So, um, but yeah, Trout. I mean, as you guys said, he he's been pretty much rotting in L.A. Uh, in the Angels franchise. I mean, he's watched. The Eagles, as a fan, win more <laughs> playoff games there. than the Angels. <laughs> yes, I mean, sir. He's won, he's won one playoff game with the Angels, and he's been to more Eagles playoff wins. So, but it's not a good. I want to turn this back to the Padres, right? Um, if the Padres do not win in the next couple few years, whatever you want to say, two three years, do you think that Machado requests a trade? Now, I don't think he has a no trade clause on his thing on his contract but i mean let's say he let's say he does and he waves it right because they haven't won because you know everyone in that Padres organization is like oh yeah we have a loaded lineup we have to win right do you think machado or maybe otani if he gets signed do you think those guys ask for a trade because of the Padres not being able to win if they can't win yes yeah machado yes machado yes yeah and why um i just think that if they don't win in these two, let's say two to four years, and these are probably going to be, he's entering his prime. He's in his prime. It's mm-hmm. fair to say he's in his prime. He's going to have to ring chase at that point, and he's going to want out. At that point, Darvish will be older. Bogarts will be older. It's 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 now yeah. or never. And we saw that by all the moves the Padres made this offseason. I think Michael Waka was like, they signed two weeks ago. Yeah. They're going off. They have all their chips in. I said it previous weeks. Cole Hamels, right? They're, they're Cole, Cole Hamels. Like, come on. Cole yeah. Hamels in 2023. Yeah. They're all in right now. This is their window. If they don't, then. I mean, this year might close the window a little bit, not by too much, but yeah. Musgrove uh, suffered a fractured toe in a weight room accident, and he's going to be out for, quote, a couple weeks. Um,. <laughs> I don't. I think this might affect the Padres a little bit, just because yeah. Musgrove can't start going because of his toe. I mean, the starting rotation might be a little bit in shambles because Musgrove hasn't been able to like warm up for baseball because yeah. of this weight room accident, Aiden. I mean, do you yeah. think that the rotation is going to suffer a little bit this year? I think it will, and I think even if he was healthy, it would, because I have some questions. I mean, we saw last year how they performed. That rotation looked good all year until it, like, mattered. Like, Blake Snell, like, I think there was, like, talks yeah. in June about Blake Snell, like, being, like, Cy Young. Yeah. And then Musgrove was, dude, the first half of Musgrove is, like, he had, like, 1.7 ERA or something. Mm-hmm. And that second half, he, like, it was shaky. And they have, like, Seth Lugo starting. Like, it's just that's, interesting that's weird. I don't like We brought that up the other week yeah i don't i don't Seth that Lugo can't happen being a starting pitcher like that can't, that can't be an option it's him or like nick martinez who yeah. also is like not he, good he came out of the pen last year too yeah yeah so i'm and he's i think in the first game for spring training he was a starting pitcher he threw out the first pitch with a pitch timer so um <laughs> but speaking of spring training i'll start with you riley what was has been your favorite spring training moment so far i mean there's been a lot i mean but if you had to pick one, I mean, Vladdy had two nukes in two games. Let's go. <laughs> this is a Vladdy pod. I'm making it known. I mean, Vladdy had two nukes. You see the Orioles. This is my favorite. The Orioles and Pirates finished the bottom of the ninth. 
even though the game was already over. Yeah. I mean, the Orioles were the home team, and they were up 7-4, but the Pirates were like... <laughs> <laughs> or the or the, well, the Pirates were the home team. They were <laughs> the losing. Um, and they were, yeah, the Pirates were the home team. Excuse me, and they were like, we still want to bat, but the umpires were leaving. They they showed a picture or a cut of them, and they were already leaving the field. But um, that, was that was my favorite funny. moment. But um, I'll how start they with call you. it? They just do catchers calling strikes. Yeah, the catcher had a good framework, and he was like, "That's a strike." Oh yeah. <laughs> so, oh yeah. Um, but Riley, uh, what was your favorite spring training moment so far? I know this sounds so stupid, but I don't think I've ever seen so many grand slams in such a short amount of time. True. Like, I think I've seen like six in the last yeah. week. True. That is true. There's been a lot of grand slams. Juice balls? Are they back? <laughs> Are they back? <laughs> well, I mean, there's 50? a lot of guys on base now, so there might be a yeah. big up in grand no slams. Shift. I mean, yeah. Yeah, no shift. Yeah. No shift pitch timer, meaning, yeah. according to them, better batting average. So <laughs> They're loading the bases off of walks, Yeah, and then they go yard. Yeah, I mean, you guys, there could be walks in 30 seconds or strikeouts in 20 seconds. So, I mean, you could have guys on base more often this season. Yeah. And that's what, the, that's what according to MLB, that's what the fans want. So, um, they want more action, less, the games being less, like, being shorter. Um, but, yeah, you are right. There's been a lot of grand slams. Uh, Anthony Volpe had a leadoff uh, home run today for the Yankees. Uh, yeah, Dominguez that. got some action. He got a nuke nice. on the Phillies and... Uh, there's been a lot of great uh, spring training moments. Freddie Freeman now has two home runs in the season for the Dodgers in spring training. Mm -hmm. But Aiden, what has been your favorite spring training moment so far? See, I don't have an exact moment, but we mentioned the shift. It's just so nice seeing hard hit ground balls get yes. rewarded, like yeah. hard hit. Yeah. They're like I'm. I look over. I believe Devers today, even though it was against the Phillies yeah. today, I saw him hit like. Exit velocity was like 110, and it there wasn't a guy sitting in shallow outfield yeah. ready to field the ground ball. It's refreshing, and it's it's nice because I feel like it helps as Phillies fans. It kind of helps us a lot because you have Harper, you have Schwarber. It's going to help Schwarber they a don't lot. Help, they don't shift Harper. Yeah, they the can anymore. They, you can't. You, like I don't, I don't even think they did in the playoffs. I think they did a little bit. I think teams still try to tr I like think they trickle it in a little bit, but not by not like the big ones as you see for like Schwarber, yeah. or Devers, or Gallo. And or, it's also like the you know when you see a nice hit up the middle and you just see it get fielded, like you're like, <laughs> and yeah. so like it's my favorite. Yeah. It's not like I don't have an exact moment, even though I have. Love seeing, like we saw Andrew Painter uh, yesterday. Mm -hmm. I saw. I love seeing him against Correa, too. Like yeah. one of my favorite players, and but I think just seeing exit velocity get rewarded mm. is my favorite. Well, yeah, you guys, you Brett and you and Brett are both the Phillies nuts. I mean, so am I. But I mean, I'm assuming for you, Painter probably. Painter was, was really cool. Yeah, was that your favorite spring training moment so far? Him getting a start and that was doing one well? of them. It was refreshing to see like a top Phillies prospect mm -hmm. like doing well get showcased like yeah. <laughs> it's been so many it's probably my whole life of like oh look at this dodgers prospect look at this yankees prospect it's never been the phillies and that's refreshing so my favorite moment though mm -hmm. sorry to cut you yeah, off yeah. jason hayward is still relevant yeah, that is my yeah. favorite moment. <laughs> swing change. Jason Hayward change. is still relevant. Really? Yeah, yeah. he I, has a chance to break camp as the Dodgers starting center fielder. I saw a TikTok where it was like it was. You know, did you guys see the one where it was like the pit, like the one game, game one of like the it was like Cubs or whatever, and like Jason Hayward was on second. It was uh -huh. like the how many home runs inside the park? Oh, yeah. Jose Altuve hit mm -hmm. before yeah. uh, this one pitch goes. Yeah, and it was like Jason Hayward <laughs> on second, and one of the comments was like, you know, this was like six years ago when Jason Hayward <laughs> is on base. <laughs> but yeah, I he's mean, got Jay a shot. He's got a shot. I mean, because their left fielder right now is Andrew Thompson. I mean, uh, yeah, cool. yeah. Uh, Clay Thompson's brother. Oh yeah, Clay <laughs> Trace. Yeah, 
they'll, they'll keep Clay. They so they get Curry in the stands <laughs> and Clay. And yeah, marketing genius. <laughs> but I mean, he, he legitimately could, he has a shot. He changed yeah. the swing. He's, he looks better on. Uh, they said he figured year. something out. He might he might be a breakout player this That's year. That's fun. Going back look to into full That's fun. I mean, but I mean, yeah, it's it's cool to see uh, a Phillies prospect actually doing well. And I think it's weird because the pitch timer being introduced to MLB players, it might have minor leaguers knowing like and they were already prepared for it because mm-hmm. if they're in the minor league last year they had it they had the pitch timer and all the all the goodies of this year that we're getting for in the MLB so Mick Abel might have or not Mick Abel Andrew Painter um the other Phillies prospect um <laughs> Andrew Painter might have an advantage as if he's a starting pitcher because he already pitched with the pitch timer last year so he might be doing better than do you Walker think he or Suarez or breaks camp as their fifth I think he will. Yeah. I mean, I, me personally, I mean, we saw today. I mean, we saw both of the fifth options with McGarry we saw, and we Falter. We saw Falter mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. I don't like Falter. <laughs> Falter Jack, Jack made it very clear he's yeah. not a Falter I appreciate guy. his con- contributions to the end of the last year. Because yeah. uh, he, him, him like, yeah. we need, we kind of needed a, a guy to to just get us wins against, like, the Nationals. Him and like, Syndergaard yeah. stepped up against the Nationals. Yeah. And, like, that's just what we needed. But, mm-hmm. th- like, it, when it's time to get serious, you have Andrew Painter, if he's ready. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think he is. I mean, like, he's I a stud. Correa, did you see what Correa said about him? Correa I didn't, said, I didn't he, see this. He said he's going, he, he thinks he's going to be a star. And yeah. I'm like, I'm like, wow. Like, that yeah. is his first. Phrase. Correa almost forgot to, <laughs> started walking around a little bit, almost forgot to get in the batter's box. That's going to be weird, because I, I, this is not this is all a little off topic, but, like, what are they going to do, like, when it's raining out? And, you know, you have to fix the bat fix your gloves a little bit like what's gonna yeah. happen i just have? take the strike you know you might, <laughs> i mean if it's that bad of weather or you just stay in there like joey Votto always does i mean we joey should, have, you, have you guys seen those clips <laughs> uh, there's been clips where joey Votto, like in his early days of playing baseball like in like mvp year joey Votto, he would just stand in there he wouldn't even fix anything he would just keep staying he's a, in he's there. A, that's, that's like that's like a box. mental thing because yeah, if a pitcher sees that they're like what? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um but yeah, I mean some guys like Votto might be already ready for it. But um yeah. But going uh forward since we don't have too much time, we got about five minutes left. But uh we were talking about breakout stars. I wanna flip the coin a little bit. Who has been the biggest fall off players in the past few years? I will start and I'm I will stand by it even though I have the stats pulled up. Uh, Javi Baez I feel like has been a big fall off. He was second in the MVP race in 2018. Uh, led the league that year in RBIs, 111. Then in 2021 he led the league in strikeouts, 184. Right. <laughs> um, and in that MVP year he had 167, but dropped off a little bit, but still not not as crazy. <laughs> but he he. Doesn't get on base too much. I mean, he bats 238, and in his MVP year, he batted 290. And with the Tigers, he batted, uh, yeah, batted 238 with 17 homers, 67 RBIs in 144 games. Not, to, he's been he's been falling off. I mean, he he's gone to yeah. a different franchise, obviously, but he still fell off with the Cubs before he got traded. So, um, Javi Baez is my pick for fall-off player that's been the past few years, but I'll start with you, Riley. Who has been your the player that has fallen off the most in the past few years? Hmm. If you don't have it ready, I'll switch to I one know, of these but two didn't, guys. Didn't Javi Baez lead the league in errors last year, too? He probably I believe did. so. I think he's on guy. here. It, it was him or probably. like Tim Anderson, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> one, one of the Chicago guys. Yeah. I feel so bad for the Tigers fans. Right? Um, It doesn't, on the website I'm at with baseball reference, it doesn't have him 
have any errors thing on here. So he might have, but I heard it. I didn't know probably it's, true, it's probably true though. <laughs> Knowing yeah, how he I plays, mean, it's probably true. But Brett, um, I you said this before we came on. Yeah. Who, who do you think? I went back and forth on it a lot. Me, you, and Danny were talking about it. If you if you want to say both, say both. I had to go with Jake Arrieta. I, mean, I was I was thinking him too. Like. It, it, for a while, it was like a Phillies curse. Like they <laughs> spent all this money, and like this guy wanted Cy Young, and then he comes to Philly, and he like mm-hmm. he completely forgot to pitch, and then he blamed like everything on everything under the sun about why he couldn't pitch. <laughs> <laughs> but did you have someone else though? No, it was just Jake Arrieta. Yeah, okay, okay. But uh, Aiden, who do you yeah. who did you have? I actually have. I did have Arietta. I had uh, Noah Syndergaard on it too, but my main one is another former Cub from one of those teams, Chris Bryant. Oh yeah. I mean, he, yeah. he, he's not even like, even before this year in Colorado, like we all kind of knew it was not the best deal, uh, that Colorado gave him. But also even before that, I mean, I believe he had shoulder issues and he, he won MVP rookie of the year, like back to back years and world series. And then his power went down because I believe he had a shoulder injury and it's just never been the same. His average has been sitting around like 250. I mean, he I think he was pretty good for the uh, San Francisco Giants in the mm-hmm. second half for a little bit. I completely yeah. forgot he played for the Giants. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and with the Giants, he played in 51 games. He had seven home runs, 22 RBIs. Um, not too bad for 51 yeah. games. But yeah, you said it. You said it, Aiden. He won Rookie of the Year in his first year, won MVP. Uh, his second year, all stars in both those years, in his first two years in the league, was an all star in 2019 and 2021. And in that MVP year, he led the league in runs with 121. Yeah. Um, but he had 39 home runs, 102 RBIs. And for the Rockies, in 42 games this year, he struggled with injuries. I think he had like what, like five home runs? He had five home runs and 14 RBIs. So. And there was another guy that fits that same mold that I'm surprised that we haven't mentioned in Christian Yelich. Yeah, Yelich. Mm. Yeah, and it's just it's you don't the case for. I'm sorry, Riley, but Bellinger. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like the stars, the stars of like from 2017 yeah. to 2000, like up until COVID happened, yeah. mm-hmm. like w- the whole yeah. baseball has changed, like exactly like that, <laughs> like yeah, in a, in a snap of a finger. I mean, stuff like that. But Riley, do you have an answer or or no? Or do you want to stick with Bellinger? Or <laughs> yeah, as much as I hate to admit it, yeah. probably him. Yeah, like. In the beginning of the offseason, MLB Network had, like, I forget what it even was, but they were comparing his stats from, I think, 2019 to 2020, 2021, and 2022. Mm. He did better in 2019 alone in the other three Ugh. years. Yeah. And <laughs> so it, it's, it's actually so sad to see. Yeah. Like, it really is. It's just, but it's just weird how stuff like that happens so frequently. Yeah. Yeah. But like, it's imagine, a baseball thing, I think. Yeah, imagine, like, another sport. Like, Steph Curry forgets how to shoot. Like, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. like that's just essentially what it is. Like, Bellinger won an MVP yeah. Yeah. three exactly. years ago. Yeah, and it's literally I mean, what it is. It's I mean, sad to see that it's happening to younger players because you wouldn't expect that. Well, honestly, it's, it's, co- so soon. it's happening to Westbrook. If you think about it, if you yeah. want to relate to basketball, I mean, you want you get yeah. triple double years for the past few years. Yeah, you get, uh, an MVP out of one of them, and now he's, as some people call him Westbrook. I mean, like, <laughs> there's some know. you can like predict for a fall offs. So, like, there's some things where you can be like, well, if you see an MVP, you don't expect yeah. them to fall off. You expect yeah. them to stick around for the next decade. You know, yeah. like to be it's someone. Just tough because but, baseball's like a lot of these are unpredictable that yeah. we mentioned. Like, who would have thought like Yelich, Bellinger. Noah Syndergaard, Jake Garrietta. Like, we're talking about, like, the Cy Youngs, the MVPs, yeah. the faces the co- of baseball. Yeah, yeah. Like, 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 not like, too long ago, yeah. Like, yeah. Syndergaard was a bullpen guy for the Phillies. I have to bring it up because yeah. I just, Matt Harvey, 
Yeah, uh, like that was like that was incredible. And now we're having like once, so, dude. I hope it doesn't happen in this general. Like imagine, yeah. imagine you're Vladdy. No, 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 no. I don't no. see that happening simply because of his dad. I don't see that happening. Whatever it the takes script. for him to get an MVP. <laughs> I mean, because you see Griffey, right? This would be the last point I have. But like, you see Griffey, right? In senior was great throughout his entire career. Yeah, like, he was a solid player. Griffey was a stud, but throughout his entire career, got 500 club, all mm-hmm. that stuff. I don't see that happening with Vlad. I think he'll be a star throughout his entire career just because of his dad. Because yeah. he has to keep that dad legacy. I mean, he also, and Bichette, I think, will be a solid player as Yeah, as they Dante both got was. dad legacies over there. Um, exactly, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm riding on, I'm on the Blue Jays wave right now. Yeah. I mean. They are a fun team to root for. Fun, they are a fun team. I mean, the Canada team, I think all Canada teams are kind of fun to root not for. The Raptors, not, 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 not the Raptors. It's a baseball <laughs> pod. It's a baseball <laughs> pod. But, but yeah, we covered a lot today. Yeah. But that'll do it for today for Brett Miller, Aiden Doherty, and Riley Adams. I have been Jack Miller. And we'll see you next week for another episode of 10th Inning. And hopefully we'll have Kara Guno back. Hopefully she doesn't have any broadcaster duties. But hope you guys have a great one. You've been listening to the 10th Inning Podcast with your hosts, Jack Miller and Caraguno. Make sure to tune in weekly for new episodes. You can find 10th Inning and every Rowan Radio sports podcast by searching for Rowan Radio On Demand Sports wherever you find your podcasts.